Hey everyone, Tom Panos, John McGrath, Million Dollar Agent, our second episode for year 2021. Johnny, how you going? Morning, Tom. Good to see you twice this week, mate. I'm on, uh, I'm on cloud nine. I got to see you twice. You very kindly came and did a session with some friends of mine, for which was awesome. The feedback was great, by the way. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to today's session because uh, Susan has told us that some people were interested in hearing from us again. So that's uh, surprising. Yeah, well, <laughs> she said to me, I think, John, I think it's, you know, the first episode of the year, people come back refreshed. I suppose we're no different from uh, the fitness centres and people have sort of got this big appetite. And she said to me the downloads were uh, unbelievable uh, last week on our first episode where we talked about beliefs. It was really interesting. There's a guy who works as a senior exec for either NAB or ANZ, he lives in my street. I don't really have that much to do with him. And he saw me at a cafe and he said, you know, I uh, I listened to your podcast on Facebook that you did with John McGrath about useful beliefs. And I actually played that to my team because I believe that if I can just change the way that they think about a few things, I'm just going to have a lot better productivity out of the team. And I think, John, beliefs, it doesn't matter whether you're a school teacher or a real estate agent, a mortgage broker, an admin person or, a, you know, a mother. The bottom line is beliefs drive and dictate the way you go forward in your life, don't they? Yeah, exactly right. Beliefs, you know, drive your behaviours and behaviours drive your results. And, and it's interesting because Chris, the friend of mine that you came and spoke to, Tom, as, as we both know, is not in real estate. He's in, very successful in another business. And I was delighted when he said, oh, I was part of your gym last year. And I'm thinking, well, hang on, you're not anything to do with real estate. And and it was great to hear him, someone totally unrelated to real estate, saying he joined the gym and he was a part of it just to pick up on the general skills, sales skills and mindset. So, if you're listening here and you're in real estate, which of course you probably are, join the gym because people that are not in real estate are getting benefits. So those well, are. We close so. up, John. We close up at uh, the end of January for our intake. So uh, anyone that uh, has always been sort of sitting on the fence, jump in now, realestategym.com.au. But today, John, we're going to have a podcast which is titled five quotes that changed your life or business. Short little sentences that have got strong messages and meanings. Mm. Um, and uh, we're going to have a, a go at, you know, four or five each. And, um, yeah, John, I'm going to start off and say uh, one of the ones, and you sort of had a bit of a laugh as we were coming on air because I think you might have remembered it. I used it at um, a talk at ARIC in 2011 or 12, which was, if you don't want to slip, don't hang around slippery spots. <laughs> no, actually, I remember exactly where I heard that. It was you and I gave a speech, I think it was for News Corp, and it was down on Albion Avenue, Surrey Hills. This is how yeah. well I remember made an impact. And it was just in that fairly average hotel at the time, down the bottom near Central Railway. And I remember... You said it, and I was at the back of the room because I was speaking after you, and I thought, "My God, that is profound." And what I and so before we talk about that one, Tommy, I just find quotes. So many times I'm at a listing and I just think of something, or I'm in a stuck in a situation, or trying to deal with a problem, and just a quote that either you've said or I've, Tony Robbins or someone has said, and it just gives me whatever I need to get through that. So, whilst a lot of people might think quotes are a bit pithy or a bit gimmicky. I actually think they're often they come from a philosophy 
that'll get you to the next level. So, yeah, that, if you don't want to, I've repeated that a thousand times and I've taken credit for it every single time. (laughs) (laughs) I always say one of Tom's favourite sayings. So, yeah, that's a good one because it does, when anyone is tempted to go to a slippery spot, whether that's stay out two hours after a sales conference when you actually know you should be hitting the sack and getting up early and having a swim and then, you know, going in clear-minded or whether, you know, whatever it could be, I think it's a really good quote. So that's your number one. What's number two? Uh, number two, John, is it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Yeah. Um, very relevant in real estate in the sense that um, people may know about you because they read about you in um, a blog, social media, your marketing. The point is that a lot of the top agents, if you look at, let's let let me pick someone that's got a, you know, extremely, let's pick Matty Steinway. He's got a, you know, very high market share. Now, mm-hmm. Matt would know a lot of people <laughs> on the Central Coast, but I think a lot more people know Matt than he knows them, right, because of, the brand and profile that, you know, pervades that community. And um, I think it's the same with you, John. I mean, your profile um, in um, Australasia, particularly in the real estate circles, though, that you're very, very well known outside of real estate circles. um, Well, Tom, you've you've talked for years about um, Attraction Agent. I think you were one of the very first people I heard talk about the concept that if you want to grow your business substantially and quickly – you know, knocking on doors is one way and if you've got no leads and you don't know anyone, that's not a bad start. But really it's about what do people think about you when they leave the open? Do they say, geez, that Tom Panis, wasn't he on the game? He looked sharp. He was. He remembered our name. He, you know, he, he offered us a few bits of information that were great. So it's, yeah, exactly. What do people think about you when you're not there? And then what are you doing to increase that network? I mean, my view is no matter who I'm in the company of, whether it's an Uber driver, a cafe cashier, a checkout person at Woolies, can I add value? Can I introduce myself? Can I, you know, what can I do? So, yeah, I think uh, who, what was the one the other day, Never Eat Alone, which is a similar one, which was from Eric, which was, it wasn't Chris Voss. It was, I'm going to forget who it was, but Never Eat Alone. I love Always. that. I love that, John. I love that. I mean, that, that um, I mean, John, I think what makes these things so brilliant is the simplicity that even though it's one sentence, you could actually probably write a thesis on it, you know? Well, there you go. This is good. From from Eric maybe eight years ago, I remembered never eat alone. So often I'm looking at my diary and I'm looking at blank spots in, in slots which are breakfast or lunch and I'm thinking, well, who have I not caught up with for a while that I should be ringing and saying, hey, Tom, why don't we catch up and have a quick you know, breakfast tomorrow morning? So, yeah, it's all around that same thing of building network. Number three. Okay, number three, John. Stop selling, start solving. I love this because mm-hmm. every time I get tempted into start talking about why this is good for you, it reminds me, hang on a second. This ain't about you. This is about some pain point that this person has. So spend more time being curious and listening in and seeing whether you can help them than spending your time talking about benefits, features, why this works for you. So stop selling, start solving. I love that. Number four. Number four is be you, everyone else is taken. Be you, everyone else is taken. That's a reminder again for me that, hey, listen, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to imitate someone else. 
People are going to feel more comfortable if they feel that you've taken any mask you've got off because you're giving them permission to take their mask off. And that's when you've got chemistry in a relationship. And you can be totally okay knowing that you're you. There's 8 billion people on the planet and no one can be better at you than you. So that's best. That's your best strategy. And no one, Tommy, could accuse you of not living that one. You're very authentic and you call a spade a shovel and I think again. And as you've said before, Tom, and actually Josh Cheslin said it as well, like I, I spoke to Josh about, you know, his listings and he said, oh, he said, look, I get nine out of ten, but one out of ten thinks I'm over the top and I'm too full on. And he said, I respect that. And he said, I know I can't get everyone and I'm not going to change who I am. I mean, unless you're, you're a terribly unlikable person, which he's not. He said, I'm not going to change because, you know, I am, I am an enthusiast and I am passionate and I am high energy. And to kind of try and dial that down to an un, un, inauthentic, um, you know, person will be all right. And you're the same when you present, you know, you're, you're, you're full on and you sort of tell people the way it is. So they're good. So was that the five? The, the last, Johnny, the last one is it's very simple, relevant to every salesperson listening to this. More conversations equals more money. This is a useful one to have up on your wall because, John, in a world where social media has pervaded real estate so much, having an Insta story seen by people running a surf shop in Fiji ain't going to get you business in, in 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 Newtown, if you know what I mean, right? Well, so well, I just Tom, think, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you and I were somewhere, it might have been with Chris the other day, I can't recall, but I think it was with you. And Con was telling us, Constantopoulos, our great franchisee at Parramatta, and he was telling us that he caught up with Alex Phillips and Alex was telling him about the volume of connections he makes. And he does 200, and this is what Con said, he said he don't, makes about 230 calls a day yeah. which equate to about 130 connects yeah. and the average call is 48 seconds. So he has 130, 48 second conversations a day and this is the top guy in the country and exactly what you've just said. He And Con said to him, so who do you ring? And he looked at Con quizzically and he said, everyone. So you know, his yeah. view is buyers, sellers, networking, centres of influence, you know, whatever it is, he's just—he's like a chain smoker, but you know, in a positive sense on the phone. Like yeah. one call finishes, onto the next one, onto the next one, onto the next one, and because he's—and I remember Shane Smolan said the same. And Shane said to me, you know, when Shane was looking at selling, and, and Alex heard, and he got on the phone to him, and even though you know Shane's on our board of directors and has been with McGraw's life, Alex keeps in touch with him all the time, just saying, "Did you know we sold this one around the corner? We've just listed this other one. How are you going? What are you thinking of doing with your own property?" So, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. He's just on the phone constantly with people. So, you know, kudos to him and uh, I think that's a great one. So <coughs> they're five. John, over to, over to you. Over to you. So I, want, I don't think I'll be able to match yours because yours were bloody brilliant, but I'll do a few, you know, and, and a lot of people might have heard when I speak at Eric these, but um, General er Eric Shinziki, I love it. He says, if you don't like change, you're going to like extinction even less. Love it. Um, love it. So what does love that it. mean? That means that the world is changing with or without you. If you don't like technology and you want to be a technophobe, you're going to be a dinosaur because things are changing. You know, if you haven't changed your listing approach from three years ago till today, well, someone else that's more up-to-date, more contemporary, more modern, more in tune with what the market wants um, is going to outlist you eventually. So... Whether you've been in the game a year, a week, or a decade, or like you and I, Tom, a few decades, you have to be open to change and constantly reinventing yourself, number one. Uh, number two is first we make our habits, then our habits make us. 
There's a guy called John Dryden. No idea who he is, but I remember reading it years ago and I thought, wow, that is really profound. And you often talk, Tommy, about, you know, willpower's overrated. Yes. You know, motivation, inspiration is kind of good, but it doesn't last forever, but habits do. So if you've been getting up every morning at 5 a.m. and doing 45-minute walk listening to video for the last 10 years, that's a habit that's ingrained, that's a success habit that's taking you somewhere. So, you know, I think that's a really good one. So, so John, can I, can I ask you, in your mind, have you anecdotally worked out how long does it take you when you start doing something new, how long does it normally take you that it sort of starts becoming autopilot and, and not as uncomfortable as it does the first few times? I've often read 21 days, and I guess my experience is somewhere between a few weeks and a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, depending, you know, depending what the degree of difficulty and what the degree of change from your old habits is. But, you know, someone who has never exercised in their life and eats junk food could be eating good quality nourishing food and exercising daily constantly within a month, I reckon, if they actually put the hard yards. Because as we often say, Tom, here's another one that's just coming out of this conversation. Everything's hard before it's easy. Yes. Um, and, you know, going to the gym first time in a decade is hard. Going there the next day in the next three, four, five, ten days is, is, is hard. Not going there after 21 days becomes hard because all of a sudden you're reaping the benefits, you're feeling it. It's just a routine. You don't think hard about should I brush my teeth or not tonight and this morning. It's kind of there are certain things that we've been doing since we were born and they just become a part of our daily habit and they just we do them without thinking um, so I think that, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. <clears throat> Next one. Um, I think you didn't say this one, but you and I might've said it off air. What got you here won't get you there. Yes. So I, I just got, I just had a session with, uh, Steve Bock and Karen Terry, who are our, two of our outstanding agents. They write just under $2 million over here at Forestville, which is where I'm standing as we speak. And, uh, Karen said to me, I want to go to three. I said, awesome. Um, and I said, so what got you to two won't get you to three. So are you open to change? And she said, that's why I've asked you to come over here. And I said, great, let's get talking about what's working because we don't want to throw that out. And what do you have to start doing, stop doing, or do better or do more frequently? So we had a really good hour session just before this podcast um, around that. So what got you here? I love that, John. I love it because the truth is – a different kind of thinking and a different kind of doing is going to be needed. Um, and I just, I, I mean, I don't know what it was. Just hearing it there again is a constant reminder that what you're doing right now that's getting your results is good enough for the results that you're getting now. And if you're totally happy with the results you're getting now, there's no dramas. But yeah. if there's a bit of discontent... Um, don't just look at the results. Look at how you're thinking and what skills you've got to adopt. I really love it. And that Karen Terry, John, I still remember the day two years ago at a Dr. Fred thing that I was doing, uh, a joint thing That's that right. we were doing together. She came up to me. I really didn't know her. We had a chat. Um, she told me her story. And, John, in the matter of two years, I mean, you know the numbers, her business has just gone off. She's just just class. And her social yeah. media posts, no ego, community focus, professional, exudes of professionalism. She's a gun. Yeah, exactly right. And it's really just an acknowledgement, Tommy, that quote that, you know, well done. You've done a lot of things to get to 200 or 400 or 2 million, whatever it is. 
So keep doing them if you want to keep getting 200. There's no problem. But if you want to get to 2x, 5x, 10x, you have to be doing something different. And sometimes it's learning some new skills. And to be quite frank, which I think I said the other day when you and I spoke, it's also unlearning some yes. old skills. So, you know, I did a coaching session recently and, and the agents were telling me some of their dialogue with their vendors. And I said, you know, I reckon that would have been a really effective thing in the 80s and 90s. But I think I said now, 2010, 2020 and, and beyond, people kind of that feels like it's an old-fashioned sales pitch and I think people will put up barriers. Yes. So I said, let's work, let's work out a new thing that you can say that actually is heading in the same direction but it's kind of got a more authentic, natural, conversational style. So that, I don't know, that's three or four, doesn't matter. I'll keep going. got a couple more here to go. This one is good, Tom, especially if you've got a bit of momentum. And I heard this very recently. can't remember who actually I do remember. I think it was Dan Sullivan, a guy that I know you listen to. Yes. He talks about shift from how to who. Yes. So what does that mean? Most people, when they think, oh, well, I need to do more prospecting. I need to get better at technology. I need to do this. They, they generally default to how do I do it? So Dan Sullivan's saying to leverage yourself, think about who could do this. Is there an outsource uh, business or individual? Could I hire someone to do this? Could I delegate this to someone in the business? So just break that, that natural default that you have to always think that you have to do everything that's going to take you to the next level. And realize that in this day and age, you know, there might be an outsource strategy in Manila that can help you achieve this result. Um, or there might be someone in the office that you could delegate it to. Or you might have to hire in a specialist for a day to teach you around this or, or delegate it to your accountant or whatever. So shift from how to who is a question. Yes. And the last, I'll do two, two more. One I shared with you the other day which was, will it make the boat go faster? So <clears throat> that's the question. The Olympic British rowing team won gold in Sydney 2000. They hadn't won gold in almost a century. They hired a new coach, you know, four or five years before. And basically he said, we are not going to do anything for the next four years that is not going to make the boat go faster. So uh, Dr. Fred would often talk about, Tom, dollar productive activities. Yeah. So in, in an agent speak, you know, shuffling papers on your desk and cleaning your car is not dollar productive prospecting listing and selling is so delegate the non-dollar productive and just focus on the dollar productive so in this olympic metaphor that i read about over the weekend it's a real story you know they, they basically he just did not do anything so they said oh we think we we should change our diet and he'd say well will it make the boat go faster and the answer was probably yes good let's do it uh let's paint the boat blue why would we do that oh it's you know i don't know i like blue no, it's not going to make the boat go faster so we're not going to waste time on something, So he got so laser-focused on only doing things that would achieve the result that they were committed to, and they won gold, first time in a century, and they all say it, the crew, the captain, the coach, they all say it, that one question that they constantly ask themselves for four years, because it's not only stopping you, Tom, do the wrong things, it's also asking a question, what can we do today that will make the boat go faster? Yes. So the last one. Uh, this one was from a guy called Kimo Williams. Um, actually, it was from Derek Sivers, and he talked about um, he sold his business called CD Baby for about twenty million dollars a number of years ago, which was a huge amount. It's a huge amount of money now, but it was even more huge twenty years ago. And he said that when he went to learn a specific type of music, he was told to go and see a guy called Kimo Williams, who was an ex-teacher at, at the uh, uh, sort of uh, music. College of Excellence or wherever he was thinking of going. And he said, 
you know, how long will it take? And Kimo Williams said, the course is four years. And he said, yeah, that's what I'd heard. He said, but you can learn it in four months. And he said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the standard pace is for chumps. So most things in the world, courses, activities, processes, are set up for the lowest common denominator. He said, if you are passionate, smart, prepared to look for some life hacks and things that can allow you to get results quicker and faster, you can achieve it much, much more quickly. So again, I hear this all the time, Tom. So do you. People getting into the real estate industry. Oh, well, for the first 12 months, you know, I've just got to survive and then it's going to take me two or three years to build any awareness. And then year five, if I'm still in the game, I might be, you know, writing a few hundred thousand and then I can get serious. No, you can get in today. You can network your backside off. You can learn. You can go and study what Mike Dowling, what Karen Terry, what Matt Steinway do, even from afar, even if you don't work with them. You can go on. You can do the real estate gym. You can immerse yourself in it. You can do all of these things, and you can be a top agent in three to six months. So don't be be um, deluded to think that it's going to take you years to achieve greatness in anything. You can achieve greatness much faster if you do what it takes. And nowadays, the ability to access people through things like your gym and through things like this podcast and and even just YouTube, I mean, Matty Steinway shares most of his greatest thinking ideas quotes every single day on his Instagram. So you better go and follow that one too. So I just like that because it breaks that old-fashioned thing that anything – you know, that's that's sort of uh, going to take me to a new level is going to take forever because I think those days are gone and you can speed up the pace at which you achieve success quite rapidly today if you use the right thing. So they're my four, five or six, whatever they were. John, I interviewed uh, Angelo Nicholas yesterday for the real estate gym. Yeah. And um, on that last quote, here are the basic facts. In his first year of real estate, at Harris, he did 33 sales mm-hmm. in his fifth year of real estate. So we're saying five years, right? Five years. He did last year 190 sales, right? Amazing. So that's in five years. And I think, John, I would love because I know uh, he's been extremely appreciative of the support you give him by phone. Yeah. Um, and he's totally open about the challenge he's going to and he listens to every one of our podcasts so to angelo um from from the mda community um he's had his fourth chemo session john yeah he's got tests in two weeks um he's making progress he's working at around you know 60 or 70 percent he's just he does a few of the things but john he's got the same approach that has made him um, successful in real estate in a short period of time, as per your your quote, is he's using the same philosophy in in recovery. It's all solution focused. He's doing everything he possibly can in diet, in exercise, in attitude, in prayer, to uh, to recover from uh, the yeah. cancer that he's got, which is uh, bowel and liver. Yeah, he he will get through this. You're right. The things that have made him successful in the world of real estate and life, by the way. Uh, will make him successful in overcoming this current uh, speed bump that he's going through. So uh, also shout out Steve McMurray. I don't know if you know, Steve McMurray found out he had liver cancer over the uh, over the break, Tommy. Um, wow. Rang me up just a week before Christmas and said, got some bad news. Anyway, went into hospital January the 6th, removed 80% of his liver. He's out. He's back at home. He's got the thumbs up. So well done, Steve. And we know Angelo is going to get the thumbs up. 
because Angelo's going to be addressing all our team at Arik in a few yes. months' time. We know that his uh, his recovery will be good and hopefully it will be speedy enough to allow that to happen. I think it will. Uh, and then, God, soon after, he's got to marry that gorgeous lady, Stacey. Yeah. So, Correct. I mean, that, that he's got plenty of things to do. He's not going to go anywhere. So uh, all our love yeah. to Anne and to Steve McMurray. Steve's been with us for our company for uh, 25 years. I went to school with him. So he's one of the great long-term real estate success stories. Never going to write three or four million probably. It wasn't in his goal chart, but what it was is he's a seven-figure guy and he's consistent and he provides amazing service and he's one of the best people we've ever had. So all good stuff. Johnny, can I just address very quickly because I do get uh, a lot of contact from people regarding Eric. So the event is now, I mean, we all know that we live in a world where you need flexibility now because of COVID-19. So the truth is everything we say here is got to be subject to no outbreaks, governments, what they're doing and what have you, airlines, uh, venue restrictions, as we speak to you right now, Eric is happening and Eric is on the 30th. Yeah, the real event is on yes. at this point. If, if it changes, we'll let everyone know. If it changes, we'll, we'll uh, revert to a slightly modified virtual event. Yeah. So an Eric of some descript and, and of great impact is going to be happening in the next few months. Speakers will be pretty much identical to last year. I think there might have been one or two that maybe couldn't make it. But basically, if you if you received any info on last year, you'll be receiving more from us. But the same people that were coming last year are going to be there. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. And, uh, yeah, can't wait. But between now and then, they'll be hearing us every week for the next few months. So um, we'll be talking same time next week. Johnny, have a great week to all our listeners. Don't forget, rate us uh, on and put recommendations on any of the platforms that you listen to, the podcast, iTunes, etc. We will see everyone next week. Have a great week, listeners. See See you, Tommy. Bye, everyone. Bye.